Welcome to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Christine Mills. On the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast, I feature entrepreneurs while I discuss ways you can grow your business today. Step onto the veranda, get a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's talk shop. Let's do this. Welcome to Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Christine Mills. Today we have Mimi Scarlett. Uh, she's a founder and creator of Unlikely Martha, the wife and mother living in a suburb of Atlanta. She's a full-time digital influencer and owns the online retail store, Unlikely Market, and one of the coolest online moms to follow. Welcome to the show, Mimi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So um, Mimi and I, we went to Florida a and University, so it's it's always good to uh, interview a Rattler. Uh, I think you're probably like the sixth Rattler I've interviewed since I've had the podcast. So it's always a pleasure to interview a Rattler. So tell me like your 401. Tell the viewers, uh, the um, listeners, your 401, like where are you from? What were you like when you were growing up? And um, what's your career? So I am originally from Washington, D.C., uh, the DMV area. And I moved, uh, we actually moved to Atlanta when I was in middle school, I believe. So maybe like 13, 14. So I think it's safe to say that I've been equally raised in the D.C. area and Atlanta. Um, let's see, what was I like growing up? So I'm an only child. Um, so I read a lot as a kid, like our house was just really quiet and chill and I think that has a lot to do with like how my personality is right now I'm just really laid back chill um type of person so I didn't really get into much um just had a good time like I just overall I just had a really really good um childhood and career-wise I am no longer uh working full-time as an influencer I also work full time in the I'm still in that digital influencer space. I am a project manager for a digital marketing agency. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So that that's interesting that you say that you're a full uh you were um you're only child and you're always like a chill. Because I do remember you, FM, you being just like you just like were just a chill person, like <laughs> always very composed, like very mature, a lot more mature than a lot of people coming in at 18 years old. I do remember that about you. So it's interesting that you said that. Um, so how is it juggling your online space and um, working full time? So it has been um, challenging at times. Um, and I've actually stepped back or I had stepped back a bit um, in my online presence just to kind of try to balance because as my kids get older and they're more active that it just takes a lot more uh, time and energy so I've kind of stepped back but at the same time like I just enjoy being in the space because it's like a creative outlet for me so Mm -hmm. here recently I've just been kind of looking at what does that look like for me to kind of get back a little more active in the space. And it may look like me hiring some help. I just haven't really figured right. out what that, you know, what all that looks like. Um, but um, 
yeah, that's just kind of where I am right now. So I do intend very, I do intend to get back in it a little more. I just need to figure out like what that looks like as far as home and work and making time for that. Right. And um, you've been blogging for over 10 years. So like for you to be in that space for such a long time, how are you able to keep that up and also to pivot? So yeah, in August, it'll be 11 years that I've had my blog um, and keeping it up. I, you know, I tell people all the time, I think that I've been able to keep it up. And even though I don't have a large following by far, um, I was able to kind of get in the space when it was new. So I was able to authentically grow like my following, um, mm-hmm. which made it kind of easier to pivot because when it was time for me to pivot, like a lot of the people had been with me since you know, my youngest was a baby. And that was a part of me pivoting because lip gloss and binky, like when it got to a point where she didn't have a binky anymore, it was just kind of like I had changed as a person and, you know, I was in a different stage of motherhood. And so it just felt natural to progress into something else. And I think a lot of people that had started following me was kind of in the same boat. Like they started following yeah. me because they had small kids and like we all were kind of growing together. So the pivot just happened naturally and the people just kind of came with me because it was just a natural progression of their life as well. Um, when mm-hmm. I moved into more of the lifestyle versus kind of like quote unquote mommy blogging space. Right. And I think that space has evolved too. Like, um, it has. you know, like, yeah, I, I'm not in that world either. Like we, we have similar age children and everything. And, um, so like I, I don't even know who the younger mom bloggers are or if they even do it anymore. Is that as much of a thing as it was when our kids were younger? I think it is. And like like you just said, like I don't know who they are, um, just because I'm not in that stage of my life anymore. So it doesn't appeal to me. So I wouldn't really necessarily and I've actually <laughs> gone through this thing where I've just like unfollowed a bunch of and no um, no disrespect, but like I followed, unfollowed a bunch of like millennials just because I'm just not in that space. Like I'm in my forties now. So the things that they're sharing just doesn't interest me, you know, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it's amazing. Like, you know, when you look at older pictures of yourself as a mother or younger pictures, you're like, man, you're right. You do grow as a person, you mm-hmm. do change. And, you know, You've been through a lot. Like it's like yeah. you got the and you look at and you're not you're a lot more comfortable as a mother. Like I was, you know, a lot has changed. So yeah, um, there's not, you don't relate to like a new mother as blogs talking about you know a baby that won't sleep. We've already been through that chapter. Yeah, we've been there, done that. So it's just kind of like. That just doesn't interest me anymore. And like I said, and, um, and you know what? I, I also I've noticed about the space as it has evolved, it's become very um, materialistic. It was not like that when I started, and so mm-hmm. that has made it a little difficult for me too to even follow some of those people where it's just like, oh, I'm making money blogging, and this is what you need to do. And I'm like, yo, we were trailblazers because we weren't getting paid at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like it's just kind of hard to see that when you know that, you know, me and a bunch of other women like essentially blaze that trail for women to start getting paid in this space. 
So it just feels yeah. awkward because it is completely different than it was when we started in the space. That is true. That is true. And we were just doing it for the love of it. And um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, now it's it's become so it's become a business for everyone. Exactly. Uh, I I don't know if it's easy to get into blogging right now. Like you said, like when if you started like in two thousand eight, two thousand seven, it was so much easier. Now it's like if you don't have a certain package and you're not really niche, super niche. Exactly. It's very hard. Very. And then, you know, and to be honest, and not to like spill the beans, but I'm like, a lot of this is buying followers. A lot of it is just not authentic building like it was when, you know, we started. So, I mean, there's that too. So, yeah, it's just a different space. And I have contemplated for many times, like just getting out altogether, just because I'm like, I'm, I don't want to compete with this. Like if I was to start a blog right now, I would be totally discouraged. And that's just telling the truth. Just how hard it is to grow and it's so oversaturated now like you really would be having to do it um for a love like a passion to do that thing yeah yeah mm-hmm. but you you were able to like you not only have your blog but you have a vlog your youtube channel which i really love by the way like it's like you may clean up a house very glamorous i'm like he's gardening he's but like you make how do you how are you able to like really um kind of elevate what people do on an everyday basis like i think you've yeah. done a really good job achieving that and, and you know the thing is literally what y'all see in my online is my life right i might make it look pretty because people like to see pretty things right so i'm gonna edit it pretty and make sure i film it from different angles but if you see me cleaning with lipstick and earrings on that that is who i am but then on the other side i could look a complete mess so my online persona has always been this is who i am people have said that to me like oh my god or people have seen me in public and be like oh my god you're really like you are online i'm like why wouldn't i be but again Mm -hmm. there's this whole thing where people have this they're this person online and then when you see them in real life there's no connect there you're like what in the world just happened here and i've met people like that like wow this is not what i thought it was going to be um mm-hmm. so i i don't even say that i'm portraying anything that i wouldn't normally do if you follow me on social you know sometimes you're going to see me i'm all made up and in the next minute i'm out here with like a, my hair is a mess and i have on like mismatched clothes like you're going to see both because i don't feel the need to put on a show for people, right? So I just right. want people to be inspired. Um, and I was thinking about a new tagline, like this is like my life made pretty, of course, when I say pretty, just so that it, aesthetically it looks like it's entertaining, like you will want to watch it, but right. the content itself is authentic. Right. And you do feel that authenticity when you're watching it. So how were you able to transition, like, from, hey, I just want to journal what's going on in my life to actually making it a business? And then also, like, unlikely market. Like, how were you able to make those steps? So I think the transition just happened because the market happened, right? So when I started 10, 11 years ago, like, we wasn't, there wasn't no money out here to be made in this space. Like, we no, just no. did it. It was just like... 
I like to write. I like to take pictures. Hey, I met a bunch of people online. I'm just going to post this stuff here for memories. And that's what you did. So, of course, as it evolved, and then I started getting emails, and I went to um, a conference in 2012, and that's when I really was like, okay, let me try to get serious about this and see if I can make some money. So at that point, when I kind of like buckled down and tried to get really consistent, then that's when the money piece of it um, started to come. So unlikely market, I have always had this thing like for little kitschy boutique shops. And once Mm -hmm. I said at 45, I would open a physical location. And oh, cool. Yeah, like that is just one of those things that I've always wanted to do. So starting Unlikely Market was just kind of like another pivot, right? It was just like, okay, this is another stream of income. Um, let me do this. Let me just see how this looks. So, you know, I'm building it online. Uh, my goal is to have my online business running very smoothly by the time I open a very small brick and mortar store. That way the online is running itself and then I have, you know, I can build out an actual store. So that's just like a dream of mine that I've always had. So that's just kind of how Unlikely Market came to be. Hey, hey, it's Christine Mills here. Thanks for listening to this episode. There's more to come, but I just wanted to pop in to remind you to subscribe to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast so you can hear all the upcoming episodes, as well as check out my website, christinemills.net, to read all about my new books, one, Young, Gifted, and Black, Quarter Life Crisis, as well as Young, Gifted, and Black, Midlife. Stay tuned for the rest of the show. And unlikely market, um, you want to explain to the listeners like what kind of products you sell on it and how would you describe the overall vibe? So unlikely market, um, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like you start something and then it grows as it goes. Um, yeah. Unlikely market is an online like gift shop. Again, I just love walking into these stores where it just smells good and you can see a candle over here. You got a greeting card over there. You got some candles yeah, yeah. over here. <laughs> it's just kind of like a journal over here. So right, I'm trying right. to curate that type of vibe online for now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So there's monogrammed items. Um, I'm actually working on back to school right now to get some like monograms, like book bags and lunch boxes and, you know, things like that up. Um, so that should be live the 1st of July. Um, just random stuff that you would go and didn't know you needed until you saw it. Like that's the Absolutely. vibe that I'm trying to build there. Um, just fun stuff. Treat yourself. You know, you need a new notebook. You want some earrings. You need a new bracelet. You need an Apple watch band, like that type of yeah. Fun, just stuff. Um, so yeah. it has been a work in progress to try to like get that vibe across. Um, and so I will be changing direction a little bit as far as what it looks like. Like I will be more of the face of business than I have been in the past. So that shift is is coming as well as a brick and mortar will be coming. And it's very preppy. I get a very preppy yes, vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, especially the um the turban 
headbands with the beam mm-hmm. and the um the caps with the stakes, which I love. That's really cool. So like I, I just like your collection of it. Um how is it I know uh, some listeners they struggle with like being the face of their brand because they're like I I, I have a concept but I don't necessarily want to be out there. How has that been for you to be the face of your blog and now on like remarket? Is has that been a challenge for you at all or you're, you've always embraced it. No. So, of course, on my blog, I think that was just natural because it was a blog about my life. But I I, right. I have fought tooth and nail not to be the face of Unlikely Market. Um, but I have a strategy um, coach that helps. And she has been pushing that for some time. And it was just weird. I was talking to somebody totally different that didn't know her. And this person was like, you really should be the face of your brand it should be like this curated collection of things it's just like you know people like you Mimi they buy into your digital space and they feel like you're their home girl so why wouldn't they buy the things that you like if you look put them right. together and you have on these earrings this person that's going to want those earrings you totally need to be the face of that and so I'm still not wanting to embrace that but I recently mm-hmm. had a photo shoot and I you know I was wearing the stuff, and so, you know, when these photos drop, it's very much like no turning back. Like, that is definitely going to be the direction. So it is hard, and I still don't know if I'm completely on board, but I get the sentiment. I get that people want to feel connected and, you know, all of that stuff. So, you know what, YOLO, we're going to do it and see what happens. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to put it out there, and we're going to see, and it is what it is. Yeah. No, but it makes sense. I, I feel like, you know, it goes back to people buy from people they know and like yeah. and they can relate to. And Absolutely. So you you spent almost 11 years letting people know who you are and like mm-hmm. you. So Unlikely Market is a perfect transition into that space um, as, like, an authority figure. Like, hey, this is what's wearing. And you should wear it, too. You know, so that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So that's where we're going with this, and we'll see. Yeah. Has a uh, pandemic impacted you at all, or has it made your um, business even better? Oh, oddly, and and I struggle to say this um, because I know 2020 was a lot for everybody. Mm-hmm. I actually made the taking out my full time job between my blog. And my store last year I actually made more money than I've made in uh, in many many years. Wow! I made a lot of money last year, and I don't um, I don't know. Like I just I don't I can't pinpoint why that happened. Um, learned a lot of lessons with that, but the pandemic in that sense, as far as growing my business and notoriety, and it could have just been the whole talk about supporting black women and black content creators that Mm -hmm. the work came to me at the level that it did, especially on my blog and Q4. Like I could have never seen that amount of work and that amount of income coming in. I never would have, you know, um, expected that, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Who's part of your team? Well, that's awesome, by the way. I mean, at the end of the day, you've been playing your timing for a long time. So it's like, hey, if yeah, you're that's like, true. 
the fruits of your labor, you know, uh, you're in it for the long haul. So that, that I'm happy for you. That's awesome. Thank you. So, like, like who's part of your team? Do you do this all on your own, or like, who makes yes. this happen? The majority of it is me, and I have uh, one person on my team right now. Um, and she's good. Like, she's strategy. She does a lot of, like, newsletters, and she does a lot of things. It's basically me and her. The reality of it is I have been the bottleneck in my business for the past couple of months um, just because I just saw many things have been, like, changing direction of the blog and what do I want this to look like. And um, her also being the strategy has a vision that meshes the blog with the store, with Unlikely Market, so that it becomes this one encompassing brand. And it takes a lot of work to bring that to visualization. Mm -hmm. A lot of the work needs to be done on my end. And I just haven't, I'm not going to say I haven't had the time. I just haven't, in all honesty, I just haven't made the time to make a lot of those little pieces click so that all of this Mm -hmm. comes together and works. Um, so mm-hmm. in that sense, I have been a bottleneck. But yeah, I do have help when it's running smoothly. She is amazing for me. She does all of my um, socials. She does email, and we would, you know, we meet once a week, um, and we discuss what um, the following month like looks like. So right now, we're working together to plan out everything for July because I always feel like I'm behind the eight ball. Like I'm always like trying to catch up. So the goal right. is to go into Q3, Q4 ahead of the game, plan all of this stuff out so that she can run with the business so that when I'm really busy, she can just make these things fire for me. So that's right. the goal going into July is to not be the bottleneck in my business and and uh, be helpful to her and make sure she has what she needs to help me be successful. Right. So I, I know that you were saying that by the time you hit 45, which is like another 20 years, you're going to open your store, but, you know, what's next for Unlikely Martha and Unlikely Market? Like, what can we look out for? So um, definitely we're going to see these brands merge together. Like I just mentioned, there's going to be like this big, unlikely um, thing, right? It's unlikely Martha and it's unlikely market. Um, So there'll be a meshing together of the two. And I I can't really tell you what that looks like right now. Like I said, that's one of those things that is just going to grow as we go. We'll we'll figure it out when we hit it and we'll be like, that's it. That's going to be it. I don't know what it looks like right now. Um, Definitely not leaving the digital space anytime soon. Uh, definitely would like to get more consistent again with like my YouTube channel because what I'm hearing from other women um, in the space again is that a lot of us are 40, 40 plus, mid 40s, and are looking for what products we use in our mid 40s and want to connect with people who are the same age. And I, you know, we're in another stage of, you know, motherhood and our kids are getting older and things like that and looking at retirement. And so I want to create content or that is useful, not trying to keep up with anybody else, but just create mm. content for women like myself. Like, what would I want to see from content creators my age? Like, 
who's wearing the clothes that I like to wear so that I can go buy what they're doing. So just kind of right. building out the brand so that it is what a 40 plus woman would want to relate to or feel connected right. to. Yeah. And, and what advice would you give to someone out there who's like, um, they're building their brand and they're, you know, they're, they have these big goals, but they're still not seeing like traction. And um, they may even be comparing to themselves to people like you or, you know, people who've been in the online space for like 10 plus years. And they're like, how come it's not working for me? What advice can you give to them right now? Man, I can't say it more. I can't say this enough. Man, just be yourself. Just be authentic. Um, and I, and it, it's always weird when people are like, oh, you are goals. And I'm like, am I? Because, <laughs> bruh, from day to day, I, some days I don't know if I'm coming or if I'm going. But I just mm-hmm. keep going. Like, that's the point. Like, just keep moving. Um, and I really do say, like, if you're trying to get in this blog space or this digital space, man, I think you either have to take one or two tracks. Like one track is just literally you are doing it out of passion, right? You are out here trying to put your authentic self out there, and this is a passion project. This is something you love to do. You just want to genuinely connect because I'm telling you, it's going to be hard to grow, right? It's going to be hard to grow because there's so many people out here doing it. The second track Mm -hmm. I'm going to say is, Man, take the passion out of it and look at it, look at it straight as a business, right? You post in two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times a day. However many of these business and social media coaches are telling people to do something. Like I said, some people are buying followers, and I'm not I'm not against that if it's going toward your business goal, right? Whatever that looks like. If that's what right. you need to make your business grow, then do that. Um, I think it's when people are dishonest about that process that I think just irks me. Um, mm. But yeah, I think I think in this space because it's so competitive, you really do have to figure out what is my point in entering this space. And I'm gonna say, if you're going into this to make money, man, it's gonna take some years. Like, and I think people jump in this game like, oh yeah, they're making money. I want to make that kind of money in six figures and people are selling courses make six figures blogging in a year you you can but you probably won't sleep but you know it's one of those things (laughs) it's like really think about what your intention is for wanting to get into the space and another thing i would say man genuinely connect with people i have met some amazing these 10 years blogging like i've made lifelong friends in this space so mm-hmm. to me, it's not a business. This is something that has connected me to some amazing women, to some amazing people um, that inspire me daily. Um, so I always say, don't forget to be social on social media. Like you can meet some amazing people that way. That's so true. And one thing I, I have learned is that um, you'll be surprised that most people are open to making new friendships. Mm-hmm. You know, like. And it's like the people you least think will be so friendly are the friendliest. Yeah. And people are, you know, people will respond to me in my DMs. And I'm like, oh, my God, thank you so much for responding. I'm like, I respond to all of my DMs. My account is not that big that I can't take a minute out and answer your question or, you know, whatever. And so I find that the more I respond, and I'm like, oh, my God, you're like, 
really cool. Like, you're like a real person. I'm like, yeah, what did you think? But I get it. There's some <laughs> people out here that are not are not like that. So I yeah. always encourage people to be social. It goes a long way. Yeah, it does. It's, it's a lot better to play nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but, you know, how can more people, how can listeners learn more about your company and all that you're doing? So um, absolutely follow me on, um, I'm on Instagram at Unlikely Market, and uh, the store is at unlikelymarket.com. And then I have my personal brand, which is Unlikely Martha on Instagram, and then my blog is unlikelymartha.com. Cool. And All right. So now there. we're going to, and, and honestly, guys, like, I love your social feed. I mean, like I said, I, I'm motivated to, like, house, plant a garden. Like, it's like so much inspiration. So that that's it's a really cool like, digital platform that you have going on. But now we're going to learn a little bit about you. This is our rapid fire uh, segment. First thing that comes to your mind. So, first question is your favorite dessert? Peach cobbler. Oh, yeah. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. But I guess it's a southern, a southern route. Yeah. All right. Uh, favorite spot in Atlanta? Piedmont Park. Okay. At dark. Yeah. Uh, what surprised you the most about entrepreneurship? Man, it's unpredictable. Mm, so true. <laughs> Um, where is your favorite vacation spot? One of my absolute favorite vacation spots is Asheville, North Carolina. Really? What about yeah. Asheville you like? It, it's just the vibe there is so chill. Like, no, it's not an island or anything like that. And we go in the fall and it's just beautiful. Like the trees, it's nature. We take hikes. It's beautiful. I'm, I mean, I have other places, but rapid fire, that was the first place that came to mind, Asheville. Yeah. I hear good things about Asheville. Um, and the last question is, if you can spend an afternoon on a veranda with anyone, who would it be? Mm, that's a good one. Right now, top of mind would be, uh, she's a, she's, I guess she's a social media influencer and, uh, she owns Curlbox. Her name is Malik. I really like her. And I'm not oh, cool. one of those type of people that will fan girl, but yeah. I like her. Okay. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Mimi, for coming on the show. I'm so excited to let everyone know more about you. Again, um, follow her at Unlikely Martha. You want to repeat that again, Mimi? Unlikely. What'd you say? You want to repeat again where everyone can get you? Oh, yeah. Yep. So I'm at Unlikely Martha and Unlikely Market on Instagram and on the web, unlikelymartha.com and unlikelymarket.com. Okay, perfect. All right, thanks so much.